You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treader and Lindsay Adams-Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Today on American Girl Women, we are joined by Stafford Merck. Stafford grew up in Lexington, Kentucky, where she loved writing poetry, reading, theater, and taekwondo. As a classically trained singer and formerly a professional opera singer, Stafford is now a high school music teacher based in Ohio. She is also the mother of two young girls that she has already introduced the world of AG to and runs an incredibly thoughtful Instagram account called American Girl Therapy. We are big fans and can't wait to chat through all things AG together. Stafford, we are thrilled to have you on the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for asking me. I am like truly so thrilled to be here. It's a dream. (laughs) (laughs) We are so excited to have you. I feel like we've been interacting with each other on Instagram since the early days. So this feels like a long time coming and we're so excited. We, you know, have been in touch since basically the inception of AGW from when we were just starting our Instagram account before even our podcast officially launched Stafford, you have a fantastic Instagram account that not only shares your AG collection, but also extremely thoughtful captions. And you are so intentional with the AG analysis that you share. And, you know, I think it was a post you made about Samantha and her nightgown at the start of 2022 that first drew me to your account personally. And immediately I was like, this gal is speaking our language entirely. (laughs) She gets it. But also to that point, you were also one of the first people that Laura and I interacted with about American Girl outside of our network of friends. And I think that really embodied the spirit of what we're working towards with American Girl Women and tapping back into that nostalgia, examining it to present day, but even more so connecting with people from across the country, around the world, even on this brand that was so much bigger than the dolls and the books they sold. So with that, we are so excited to connect with you today. Thank you so much for coming on. You are so welcome. And that I I appreciate that so much because I remember when I got a friend request from you and I was like, oh, these were early days. I mean, my account is still a boutique account. I have like under 500 followers because I'm not one, like I'm not a follower monger. I don't care. You know, if it speaks to you, it speaks to you. But that being said, everyone go follow American Girl Therapy right this second. Um, (laughs) Do it. Do um, it. (laughs) But I really remember, like, I was like, ooh, a podcast wants to be my friend. And you all were like early and friending people. So you were only following like 10 or 15 people. And I just remember being like, they want me. They are from New York City and feeling so legitimate <laughs> because you all had been attracted to my account. So anyway, but but really, truly, I so agree with you. It is so much bigger than just the dolls and you get it. Yeah, no, of course. And I, you know, I think that that's like what we found too is like over the past, you know, year or so of us really doing a deep dive back into our American Girl memories is like, there's so many people who've had like these shared experiences. And it's great that like Instagram has been a way, even within the American Girl community, there's like something for everyone. Like if you were into the books, like there's, you know, a podcast, Dolls of Our Lives, very Mm -hmm. focused on the historical Mm -hmm. context of the books. Um, There's accounts that focus on custom-made doll outfits. Like there's just so much to really dive into. So, I mean, it's yeah. it's been amazing for us and we're just so glad we found you. Stafford, I don't know if you want to give the listeners just sort of a intro to your Instagram account and sort of what inspired you to start sharing your American Girl memories via Instagram. So last year, my stepfather passed away in September and 
with that began a great cleaning out of all the things in their home with my mom and my stepdad's house. And they unearthed my dolls in the garage. And my mom like kind of held them as a surprise. And because I'd sort of been asking about them, I was like, are those still around? Whatever happened to them? Because I wouldn't have put it past my stepdad to just chuck them completely like, ah, but a doll, you know, (laughs) stepdad behaviors. And, um, And, or they were in the garage, but they had like melted into one giant like rat king doll. I was like, that's also a possibility. And I don't want to know. But the good news is that my mom had had her friend who's an art teacher and like a hobby, you know, an artist, um, like lovingly restore the dolls. And we're not talking like professional restoration, like, um, like I've gotten done since then, but just like clean them up enough to present them to me. And so kind of gave them to me as like a little early Christmas gift, like all five of my dolls and my bitty baby. And I was just like, Oh, I like truly wept. Um, it was so important and really, truly like so many things came back to me with the tangible, you know, um, uh, experience with these dolls, being able to hold them in my hands and look at them and just remember, I, you know, I was right back where I was in my prime era, like six to 10, my American girl doll years. Right. And I truly, it was like a calling from the universe. Like I was, I, I felt compelled to give them an wow. Instagram. And at first I was like, what is this going to look like? I didn't even know there was an Instagram community for American girls um, and American girl dolls and love and whatever. I just was like, no, this is super weird, but I'm going to do this. Like, I'm a freak, but my dolls are going to have an Instagram. And I thought maybe it would be for them. Maybe it would be for me. Maybe it was for both of us. And it ended up, it's sort of from, I mean, it organically was always and has continued to be um, a place where I can talk about my dolls and share them kind of in the context of experiences I had with them, experiences I'm currently having as a parent of girls, um, experiences I'm having as a grown woman, um, just kind of how. Um, the dolls, the experience with the dolls, the evolution of doll culture all ties into real life, you know, quote unquote. Right. And so that's where, and that's why it's called American Girl Therapy, because I, I, I really do like confront, um, you know, some of the, the tough stuff that was going on in my life um, during the time that I was, I was collecting and playing with the dolls originally. So that's right. it. It's oh such a good account name, by the way, American Girl Thank Therapy. I, I'm so glad someone <laughs> snatched that one up, like, because it's it's so relevant because I think, you know, mm-hmm. we did all go through, you know, the ages of six to 10, like you were saying, regardless of who you are and where you're from, like, those are very big years for young girls. And, you know, everybody has different circumstances, but I, I know I specifically like, you know, when I'm thinking about my American girl memories can tie it back to like, oh yeah. And when I was nine, like I had this teacher and like, these were my friends. And then I wasn't friends with this Mm -hmm. one anymore. And like, or like, you know, my dad got a new job or like we moved and things like that. So I, you know, I love the way that you tie the American girl through line back to personal memories and experiences. It's amazing. Thank you. Something's got to pull the weight in that account. I am a very terrible doll photographer. Like I <laughs> very <laughs> mediocre. Do not come to my account for the pictures. They're sad. The captures, chef's kiss. So good. After your, your time in the throes of American girl growing up, had you given much thought to American girl, like throughout the years, like into your teens and your twenties, was it on your radar at all before coming back to kind of your resurgence with it? I have such a random sporadic memory. I should say like after my prime American girl doll years, like a year or two later, I randomly got a wild hair to get a bitty baby. So there was that many, like, hmm, like I still can't make sense of that decision, but I do have that baby <laughs> and I don't regret it, but it was, I was like definitely too old to be getting the baby doll, but okay. Um, so that happened. And the short answer is like, absolutely not. But I do remember yeah. being conscious of like Julie's like VW van and like seeing that in some catalog for some reason somewhere and just mm-hmm. being like, this thing is a million dollars, but I still want it. And like, if I can find one secondhand, I will buy it because um, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's amazing and really not at all. And then um, I don't know. I think like the spidey senses over at Mattel got tingling and they were like, I think that this woman is pregnant with a girl. And literally like when I was pregnant <laughs> with my first daughter, a magazine arrived and, and wow. it was all about- yeah. Wow. Wow. Excuse me. Yeah. Well, I mean, neither did we. We did not really think about it. With something that Lindsay and I have tried to make sense of since we started this podcast is like Lindsay and I worked together for like almost six years before even like talking about 
American girl with each other. And now we have a podcast. So it's just <laughs> like, we were not even aware that, you know, sitting right next to us, like at, in our office, like was someone who also had like uh, tons of American girl memories. So I think like yes. for us, like the pandemic is what did it and like wanting to I don't know, just like get very cozy with like some familiar things from childhood. Yeah. But they really do have like a spidey sense over at uh, Mattel and Pleasant Company because when I was a kid, I felt like as soon as I became a certain age, they sent like each set of my grandparents a catalog. <laughs> Ooh, that's so tactical. So smart. Yes. Honestly, <laughs> here you go, people with money by these beautiful <laughs> things. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, I find it so fascinating that like, you know, there was such like a lapse in thought about American Girl and we're all returning to it. And, you know, in uh, recording this podcast for over a year now and connecting with people who grew up with it. It's just so interesting to me that like American Girl just had its hooks in all of us and we have such mm-hmm. vivid memories of this time. And then those memories kind of drop off at a certain point. And Laura and I sitting next to each other at work every day, not knowing we had this connection with each other and then realizing, wait, there are a lot of people in this office as well who had the same, you know, experience. Like so many of our early episodes were actually with our coworkers. Funny. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like, and just to think, you know, how many people out there were able to connect with, like, I strongly feel like one day we'll have a woman be president who also grew up with American Girl. Oh my gosh. I just got the chills. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to see what kind of collabs they come up with when that day comes. (laughs) Honestly. Honestly, though, I was actually, I was with my friends the other week and we were talking about this because when Laura and I, not to go like too far back into like the podcast lore of AGW, but, um, <laughs> the first, uh, kind of meeting that Laura and I had, I was actually on a road trip down to North Carolina for a friend's wedding. And Laura and I, like, I, we were like pulled over on the side of the road, my husband and I, and Laura and I were having this, um, podcast meeting. And this is back in 2021 that summer. And we like talked about like what kind of questions we want to ask our guests and what this will look like and kind of mapping out the podcast. And the next day we were at the rehearsal dinner for our friend's wedding. And I was telling some of my girlfriends about this. And as I was telling them about American girl women, uh, there was a slideshow up on a projector of the bride and groom as like their childhood photos and a picture of our friend who was getting married was there with her Samantha doll. And I was just like, see, (sighs) Like it, <laughs> it's beshared. Like there it, it is, is. Yeah. exactly meant to yeah. be. <laughs> I like to throw in some Yiddish. I only know that because of Sex in the City. I'm not, <laughs> but I do like to sprinkle it in. It there. is, yes. but it is. No, that's the perfect way to describe it. And I, and I feel like the people who get it get it, and the people that don't don't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes I I do find myself on dates being like, so I have an American Girl doll podcast, <laughs> like. <laughs> Make of that what you will. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I want to hear more about that. But I and I was like going <laughs> to save that. Like I want to know every single detail about those conversations with grown men. I know, like when I started it for my husband, he knows better than to like I don't know question any of my hobbies. But he was just like, okay, like like didn't bat an eye. Like he's amazing. Yeah. But I do find, and I'm sorry to I didn't mean to step on your awesome no um, go for it date stories, but I. <laughs> So I'm a high school teacher and I, well, and I have one middle school class. So I effectively teach kids from like 13 to 18 or 19 in any given year. And so around about the times I got my dolls back, I started bringing a few to like school with me and I would just put them behind my desk. I didn't really have a purpose for them. They're kind of like, I don't know, we're just getting to know each other again. Yeah. And it is incredible to this day, like who will be drawn to them, who will sort of come wandering over to my desk and just sort of want to look at them. It is like involuntary, like they can't help but start telling me about their American girl experiences. And these are girls who just put their dolls away. They are at that age where they're like, 
still, you know, very fresh, um, their memories with and their relationship to their dolls and to hear all of their stories. And then, um, and you know, of course you get the boy side too. A lot of the guys are like, Oh, that's scary. Dolls are creepy, but there will also be the guys who's like, Oh yeah, my sister had those. Or, yeah. or I have a student right now whose brother, um, I think they're, I think they're both still into it. The way, she, the way she talks, like, I'm like, it's a safe space. You can totally tell me that you have a doll room and you still play with them. I know you're a freshman in high school. It is okay. But I think she and her brother are both really into them. So they just have like an enormous amount of accessories, which is that not the dream? <laughs> I'm I jealous. Mean, totally. Really? Yes. So a few boys here and there get it. Um, but you know, primarily girls and like, it is so incredible to me and something that keeps me motiv motivated to keep like posting and indulging in this interest of mine is yeah. seeing how it affects my students and how yeah. it's a touchstone for all of us. And their American girl experience is not my American girl experience because they grew up with the girls of the year and different historical characters and the Mattel line, whereas I'm pure right. pleasant company, OG, you know, the five mm -hmm. originals and um, we can still talk about it. And there's a lot of overlap and it's it's a wonderful rich heritage it, it really really is like it's it's big and it's important yeah no it seriously and it's it is really interesting to see like how people react to it because like I know most of my family when I said I was starting an American Girl doll podcast like they just got it because they were like oh yeah this was a huge part of like 90s culture mm -hmm. lore and then like guys that I've gone on dates with that like had sisters are like oh yeah like I remember that mm -hmm. or like sometimes they you know like the male urge to start a podcast is so strong that sometimes they're like <laughs> they're like oh yeah like I you know maybe I could start one about like <laughs> So it's, it's usually positive, but you know, some of them are like, oh yeah, like maybe I should start like a podcast about something I'm passionate with. It, like, and I'm oh, like, go, yeah, off, yeah. go off King if you want to. But uh, sure, Lindsay's, yeah. Lindsay's husband has had to be like firsthand exposed to having her childhood Felicity in their apartment. So yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I currently have Felicity waiting to be rewigged still. I, I don't know when I'm going to do it. I still haven't made up my mind yet. We'll see. But my husband grew up in Germany and was not in the the world or realm of exposure to American Girl. And when I first told him about this podcast, Laura and I were starting, he didn't really understand what American Girl was. Now I think he's fully uh, <laughs> aware, not super enthused yes. with the amount of catalogs and magazines and accoutrement um, that has taken over our apartment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Similarly, and my husband is the youngest of five boys. So he was like, yeah. what? Okay. Like never. It was nowhere <laughs> on his radar growing up. Not yeah. anywhere. This is our football. This is our world cup. This is our, yes. you know, this is our sports. Like yeah, it's I, not to be totally binary about it, but like, yeah, own it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <Ugh. laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, Stafford, let's get into all things AG with you from the nostalgia perspective. Yes. But before we do, could you tell us what you were like growing up? Mm, yes. OK, I was a huge tomboy. Like, I didn't know any tomboys I, and I don't even think we're supposed to say tomboy anymore, but I don't know what the alternative is. And it was my identity. So I choose. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I literally had a shaved head. Uh, I asked my dad to shave my head for me wow. because I wanted to be like Ripley from Aliens. Um, <laughs> I loved like superheroes. I was really into X-Men. I was also like deeply into American girls. So there was the divine feminine and the divine tomboy. I guess. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like any self-respecting, you know, kid, 90s kid. I was into Taekwondo. I have a black Same. belt that I got. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I guess you pay enough and they give you a black belt. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really liked the same things I like now. Um, you know, I was into like doing weird plays with my friends and singing for people and writing little stories and imaginative play and things like that. I'm also an only child and that only child energy mm. has really saturated my life. So, you know, um, I think I think only child um, energy lends itself very, very well to the American girl experience. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Oh my gosh. I, I love, I love the fact that like we were all a little into Taekwondo in the nineties. Like oh, there, yes. there was something, <laughs> really... it was a trend. <laughs> it was going around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's like, um, 
uh, like I'm trying to think like there was either you were the kid that was signed up for you know soccer or you were the kid that was like in taekwondo or karate or something like that like Mm -hmm. it was like there were two choices in my town Mm -hmm. I feel like so it was but it was like then like a lot of your school friends would be in it too like it just it just like felt like such a moment in time like everybody was participating (laughs) in it Um, but I mean American Girl was also participating they have a whole karate outfit from they do. the original I mean I think it's from like 97 is when they introduced that yeah um, I mean like from the earliest it's it's just it's very era appropriate yeah they had their their finger on the pulse yeah, absolutely a really they, good point they knew what the hot after school activities were mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right so Stafford what were the circumstances in which you got your very first American Girl doll? How were you kind of exposed to the world? Was it something you asked for or was it just simply given to you? Yeah. So I actually have two half sisters, but they're much older than me and I wasn't raised with them. Um, And we have different mothers and all of those are important details into defining my only child identity. And my mom in like, truly like it must've been 1989 or so saw an ad for Pleasant Company in the back of an Atlantic monthly magazine now called The Atlantic. And this is like so characteristically my mother. She's like, oh, to this day, like she's obsessed with The Atlantic. She just sends me like water stained physical copies in the mail, even though I'm a subscriber <laughs> online, like m- mother, I don't, I don't need it. Anyway, um, <laughs> like every conversation involves the Atlantic. Um, and so she saw this little pleasant company ad and she thought, Oh, that'd be nice. And it's funny. Cause my mom is not a big spender, but she had no problem shelling out. What was it? $88 that they were back then. Yeah. Um, and so she bought both my sister, my half sisters, a doll, one had Samantha and one had Kirsten and they were just sitting up on their shelves. Again, when I would go visit every once in a while and I would see them, but I don't remember them having such a grip. I would have been around like three or four at this time. And it was at age five or so. And these must've been like white bodies because they were very, I mean, these were earlier than 1990. So yeah, yeah. Um, these dolls that they had. And then the catalog at around age five or six started coming to our house. And I mean, <laughs> I was just <laughs> blown away. Um, yeah. The hooks were in and then for my the Christmas that I was six, I have a, a pretty heartfelt Insta uh, post about this, but um, there was a box under the tree and I, I wasn't yet aware of like the exact dimensions of, you know, an American girl box at that time. And so I was right. like, hmm, what's this? And so I, I rip it open. There's this maroon box. And then I open it up and I, to this day, remember exactly how I felt just being like, oh, and it was Samantha and wow. how special and impossible it seemed like that my mom got me that and I didn't even beg. Like I, I, she, she knew that that's what I wanted. I didn't really have the heart to ask for something that big and so special. Um, and she got me Samantha and, oh my goodness. I mean, and that was, that was the start of it. Yeah. Did you put out any like indications that you wanted Samantha or did your mom just kind of pick up the vibe and gift her to you? I mean, I'm sure she saw me pouring over the catalogs and she's clearly yeah. I mean a, a, a mom that that wants to give a doll like she as she gave them to my half sisters and yeah um and it's something she believes in like to this day like were it a light up toy a video game or something but she's like mm, this is nice dolls yeah play with your dolls like <laughs> so she was encouraging that but then the following birthday and Christmas like for like three or four years straight that's how I got all my five other dolls. I didn't get very many accessories. Those like came from my grandmother every once in a while, but Mm -hmm. I would get doll after doll after doll. So I think it was first I got Samantha. Then for my birthday, I got Felicity. Then for the next Christmas, I got Addie and Addie was the one I asked for. Oh my gosh. To this day, Addie is my favorite. I mean, my girl of today is like the closest to my heart, but Addie is just the boss. I was obsessed with Addie. And then I got Molly and then I got my girl of today. Wow. Did your girl of today look like you or was it? Oh, yes. A random. (laughs) No, it was. I mean, but it's girl of today three, the good old blonde hair, blue eye. (laughs) And I still love her. I I need to get her restored. Mm, She's so great. Did she? And there's actually they just released. Oh, um, I don't really remember naming her. But then you had a guest on who named her girl of today, Casey. And I like vaguely remember a point in time where I tried that name on my doll because I thought Casey was an extremely cool name. 
And my girl of today was so cool. Like she was, yeah. So I think I might've tried on the name Casey, but it didn't feel right. So she, she remains nameless. That's how I feel. That's how I feel like I was maybe with my girl of today. Cause I couldn't think of what I named her, but I was, I must've been trying on a couple different personalities for her Mm -hmm. at the time, including Mm -hmm. like different name options. So I think it makes sense. You know, girl of today is meant to be fluid and ever evolving. Um, (laughs) That includes the name. (laughs) Honestly. Well, that is quite an amazing collection you had there. Thank you. Yeah. What I lack in accessories and outfits, I really made up for, for dolls. And also importantly, like we were not a family of means at all, at all. I did go to a private school that my grandmother paid for, but I was the only student from my zip code. So it was a really strange, like, I didn't realize this really growing up, but I like knew what a nice suburban middle-class life looked like. And that was not our home um, and not our neighborhood. And so for me to like be, to be able to flex five dolls at my private school, I don't know anyone who had more dolls than me. Like, yeah, (laughs) I think people were shocked too. They're like, you, what? Yeah. So it was really, really (laughs) the fanciest thing I had. I had like the same situation where like we were not wealthy by any means. And somehow I ended up with five dolls a bitty baby yes. and the bitty twins. And uh, <laughs> I that's priorities. Your parents yeah. knew. Yeah. yeah. I think I just like was taking every opportunity to ask for them, but I always say the same mm-hmm. thing. Like I really did not prioritize the accessories and like getting a bunch yeah. of like <laughs> different cool things for one doll. I was just like, another doll, another doll, another <laughs> doll. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Stafford, were you exchanging outfits between your dolls in the different time periods or were you keeping everyone in their classic meat outfits? Everyone stayed in their meat outfits. When my dolls were unearthed 20 years after I put them away, they were still, I mean, yes, they had to, you had to wipe the dust off. You had to like a, a few things because they'd been in a garage for 20 years, but in general, like their hair was in great shape. Like I I was very, very careful with them. I played with them endlessly, but I just, there was, I don't know, the taking off of clothes, the swapping of outfits. If I did do it, it was like meticulous. I did have a few of Samantha's things. I have her nightgown set. I had her birthday outfit, which was pretty fancy. Um, Yeah. Her birthday little pinafore. No, it's Molly that has the pinafore, but you know, she has a little apron over it. Mm Yeah. And, and, but I, but that was just for Samantha. Like, Mm-hmm. looking back like why did I limit myself that way I don't know because we live in a society and you have to have some yeah and <laughs> exactly and we were we were young we didn't know like how to prioritize like we didn't know you know the the potential that was in front of us honestly <laughs> that's really true <laughs> did you find those things when you received your collection from your mother like did she have like the accessories and outfits that everything you had was together? there yeah oh my everything goodness. was there that is incredible wow. That and is awesome. Right. And now you're building back your collection. It seems like the girl of today is kind of your niche. Um, how yes. are you prioritizing the purchases? And are you getting things from eBay, from other AG collectors? What is that process yeah. like? Uh, so that's a good question and an interesting one because um, yeah, I looked back at like what I spent last year in my fever of like being reunited. Uh Um, with my dolls and I realized like I've spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars (laughs) last year like getting I got bought myself all three world by us dolls but that's another story I love them and I don't regret it um and I yeah just rebuilding my collection so at first I looked on local Facebook marketplaces and saw just kind of Uh what was around I found a beautiful haul of like five outfits that I'd always desperately wanted from the 95 and 97 girl of today collection I mean this is the collection that really really gripped me yeah what were they and I loved um, so it was the red, the red vinyl dress yep. meat outfit. I think it was this third iteration that they did. Um, yeah. So like the 97 meat outfit and the dress was in great shape. Usually those like tatter into little dusty pieces. And this one just yeah. happened to be in, oh, I mean, it was like a rich person's house. I like drove up and I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be a good <laughs> haul. This is going to smell like laundry detergent, <laughs> a new construction. And it totally did. Um, I got the hiking outfit with working Coleman lamp with a tiny Whoa. compass watch like amazing I got the uh, the birthday 
the purple birthday fruit dress with like the actual oh screen printed yes. cap sleeve tee underneath, <gasps> which looks oh, so oh, good. Uh, yes. What else was in there? There was the oh, the plaid skirt with the green chunky sweater over top, like the aspirational fall outfit. Oh my God. Yes. Um, this one. Love this one. Yes. It's like with the loafers. Oh, that's it. Oh, yes. 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 Oh, with the chunky loafers. Like a fave. we all would wear that today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then I think there was one more. It is not coming to me at the moment, but yeah, that haul was incredible. Um, I ended wow. up getting the little purple letterman jacket and book bag and some of the school supplies from that era from another Facebook marketplace. They were like an hour away um, and it was shipped, but still local. And I actually messaged the person. I was like, here's my deal. I really like to know about the provenance of these items. So tell me your age and tell me why they were with you. like a creep, like a weirdo. Yeah. But she was into it. She was like, yeah, these are so special. Just downsizing. Um, wow. So I was able to build like quite a bit of that 1997 um, collection. And then here's the real crown jewel. So um, the Earth Day outfit is what I always coveted. It is what I couldn't have as a kid. And Ooh. I just, to this day, like I, I just think the Earth Day outfit is, I feel I feel spiritually connected to it. Uh, not that I'm really a candles and sandals gal, but like, mm, that's a good <laughs> outfit. And so I paid $90 on eBay for that. It was just a wow. soulless, like, I'm going to get it at any cost. And $90 yes. at that time in the market was a steal. The market has sent wow. it's in decline. So now's the time to buy if you're trying to build mm. up your collection. But $90 was like the lowest by far that I'd seen it anywhere. Um, so that was uh, no regrets. Like that was $90 well spent. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling very inspired yeah. to get some ag clothing now <laughs> yeah now is the time i'm, I'm not kidding you yeah. and also there's a lot of people trying to sell the historical stuff on the facebook groups but i find them to be a little too soulless for me they're not soulless mm. but it's a little like uh, i don't know it's a hustle for a mm. lot of these women it seems like and it's like you never okay. played with them and then you're obsessed with like what's the oldest possible doll i can get or the oldest yeah. samantha's christmas dress and it just goes into the minutiae and I think it takes the fun out of it. I think dolls are meant to be played yeah. with. I think clothes mm-hmm. are, you know, these are like in the box, mint as can be. And I don't, I don't care. I want it in good shape right. you know, so I can enjoy it. But like that totally takes the fun out of it for me. I bought a few things here and there from like a Facebook group, but I, I try to avoid it. I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything on your wish list now that you're searching for? <sighs> Okay, there's two things. One, I need the yellow bunk bed with bedding Uh, um, as featured in the 1995 collection. I need that sleepover situation. Um, (laughs) And, you know, I see it every once in a while. It pops up on Facebook Marketplace. It just hasn't felt right yet. It's not like a rare, super rare item. And then I need Felicity's bed. I do. Mm. I just don't have the room for it. I need, I know you all, the pod is not a fan of Felicity's bed. You have called it. (laughs) Uh, Where do I begin? Let me bring out my list of transgressions. No, Uh, I will will say that that bed is beautiful, but it's too highbrow for my taste. Mm, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't put it in my home, but I need it for Felicity. You can wrap the curtains all the way around. I don't need to explain anything else. Like that's a real piece of furniture. I love the Elizabeth version of it. Like the blue mm. curtain version. I think that's a little more accessible, but it's opulent. I will say that like from our like early days, and I think Laura, you might feel the same. Like I've had a lot of collections that like I've changed my opinion on like, from, yeah, like, yeah. That- just like getting more back into it. And I'm like, actually, like, I definitely appreciate Felicity's furniture. I think we were saying this on an episode, Lindsay, like as an adult, like yeah. the craftsmanship of that oh, furniture. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Like it's incredible. I was at the national gallery of art in DC this summer and I was looking at this, you know, it was, it was a display of that era of furniture. And I was like, this is exactly on, like, it's just incredible detail. I mean, modern Mattel would never, you know? And yeah, yeah, I I especially, I like that you all have sort of turned a corner on Molly's whole vibe because Molly's collection was always my favorite growing up. And I was like, yes, this is great. Yeah. And I don't, when I said that, that's what I was specifically thinking of. Like I like have grown in my appreciation for Molly. Like we had an episode very early on with one of my dear friends who had Molly growing up and we lightly roasted Molly a bit, especially with her bedroom set and all of the outfits that are on the page. And now I'm like, wait, Molly's collection is actually quite adorable. Like there are some things that I still stand behind my opinions. I will never. Like the bed sucks. You know? Yeah. But like, it, bed, but, but there's some good outfits. 
outfits. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Her, her birthday dress. outfit, especially for mm. me, her, mm-hmm. her school outfit. Ugh. I think it's like, you know, when you're going through these things now, it's almost like when I look at it and I like love Samantha's stuff, but her collection is almost like too easy to love. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, of course, like we're, everybody loves Samantha, like obviously, <laughs> like, but like, and it's great and we love it. But like what we've been rediscovering is like some niche things. Like Josefina was my second doll. And I remembered mm. that I had like her whole bed set up and everything. And like, oh, I would yes. love to like find that somewhere in my attic, even though I know I'm not going to. Um, oh, but like, but like things like that where you're like, oh, yeah, like, you know, it might not be as like glamorous as Samantha's bed, but like, yeah. As an adult, you're like, you have like a new appreciation for it. Josefina had a beautiful collection. My friend, my really best friend in fourth grade had her like whole thing. And it was just like, oh, it was so nice. Well, we've been talking about like with some of our recent recordings we've done, but trying my best to track down my collection because I believe we gave it to my neighbors that live across the street from my parents and they still live there. So I've sent my dad on a mission to extract five dolls from their attic and see yes. if they still have uh, it. Yes. <laughs> but I'm sending you lots of positive energy in that quest. <laughs> Yes, we'll we'll see. But yeah, like basically like every even like some of the girl of today's stuff, I've been like, you know, I wouldn't have been interested in this in a, as a kid, but now I'm like there's so many things that I want yeah. as an adult. So if I yeah. find my dolls, it's going to be like a new like era for me like and having totally mm-hmm. new tastes for the things I'd want to acquire, mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Were you also into the books as well, like the historic books? I read them all, but I I was an avid reader. I still am. The fact that I can't tell you what happened in anyone's plot line. <laughs> I mean, Samantha was a rich orphan, like Molly's dad was at war. Yeah. I remember Addie's first book quite well. Everyone else, I'm like, eh, Felicity, I don't remember at all. Kirsten, I didn't care about because it was too much blonde energy. We didn't need it. Like, I never <laughs> wanted Kirsten. Never. It's like, she just looks like me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she's dressed weird. I, I just did not like her. And... <laughs> Um, so I got her twin, uh, the girl of today. Yeah. So much better. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, I I didn't really care about the books, and to this day, I have a totally arbitrary but strong distaste for historical fiction. I don't mm-hmm. like it. I don't oh, care about it. If a movie is set in the past, I'm like, no, thank you. It's it's totally tacky and and like super <laughs> bad of me. But I just immediately discount historical fiction. So that, that was probably funny. Yeah. That's that's yeah. really funny. Uh, but I love that you still have like love for the historical dolls. Like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that's of course. amazing. It makes no sense, but yeah. right, the paradox <laughs> of it all. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I I was really into the books growing up, but I can't tell you what they were about. And I like mm-hmm. recently reread a bunch of them and. Uh, I still can't tell you what they're about. I like remember things for a a split second now before it leaves my brain. But (laughs) I think, you know, we're always referencing like check out dolls of our lives on this podcast for like, if you, if you want the facts, if you want to know what happened, go to them, Mm -hmm. not to us. I will misremember everything. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. I know. And actually through their podcast is like how I've like brushed up on some of the books that I definitely read, but don't. remember at all like and towards the end as I was getting older I think like I was acquiring new dolls but I was kind of like dropping off a little bit on like Mm -hmm. reading every single book in the series so like I think for like Kaya for example was one of the last ones I had Mm. and I kind of dropped off a little bit towards the end of like her series but yeah like I mean there's just so many different ways to engage with American girl that like I don't even know like th- they have so many touch points like there's the catalog the magazine the books like girl of today historical there's girl. something for everyone yeah. Stafford what was your experience like perusing the catalog as a kid were you someone that looked forward to receiving it and going through it or were you sort of who wasn't like- who <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to say like, no, I hated that. Like what? It, it was 
the best day, you know, and time has no meaning when you're a kid, like it could, mm. you, you know, it could. And so yeah. I didn't even realize they were coming quarterly, mm. um, that there were only four year. I was like, well, this other one came yesterday, but really I had to wait such a long time to get the next one. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I, I remember the first time I started looking through them, I must've been five or so. My mom would look at them with me and I thought each individual page, like for instance, Samantha would have four outfits, you know, one per page or whatever. And I would look through and I would ask, who's that? who's that? And I would think, and I remember thinking on each page that Samantha dressed differently was a different character. And my mom oh. would have to explain to me. And then one day it gelled. Oh, these are all the same girl. This is all her story. And I think that's like when my mom realized, ah, yes, you are ready. You, have, <laughs> you shall now receive the gift. Um, and I remember the Addie Christmas catalog coming and that would have been Christmas 1993 because that's when she came out and just breathlessly being like this because she was the first doll with a new face mold. And as yeah. I said before, I still think Addie, I think that face mold is the most beautiful. It is the most warm. I don't know. It's just what does it for me. And like, yeah, I, I just remember being like, this is incredible. Like, this is, this is uh, the doll. Yeah. So good. And then I got her magic. Yeah. Oh, magic. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's like the catalog. Every single one of our guests, a hundred percent has said, you know, the catalog was one of the number one joys of being interested in American Girl, because even if you can't get yeah. everything, you still, you know, like browsing it. <laughs> and if you look at something long enough and stare at it for a significant period of time, I think you could trick the mind into thinking you've had it. Like I have. I think so. <laughs> and it imprints the body remembers. Like yes. truly, we all remember where we were when we read, when we, when we absorbed that those images yeah Honestly, literally I just had a recent experience with my mom because I was home and I was like actually showing her the Chagnon Piper like database of catalogs because I wanted to like ask her because there's a lot of things I don't remember because I was too young to really understand like in my early days of AG and I kept being like mom do you remember this do you remember this? Did I ask for this? Like, did I want this? And Ooh. she she was like, look, I was married with two children, living my life, working full time. I don't remember what things you wanted or asked for. And I was like, mom, oh. how am I supposed to remember as a five-year-old what I wanted and asked for? Oh my God, oh, Laura, that is hilarious. <laughs> I would I would feel the same way. As you were saying this, I was like, that is a great idea for a podcast episode. Like have our moms look through the catalog, but my mom probably has the same response right like no she was so mean about it I was like okay like, I'm like, how dare you yeah no one's saying you weren't busy mom I'm just right. saying maybe you well, remember well my mom when I told her I was starting this podcast she was like and my mom listens to every single episode hey mom but when she Hi, mom too I like <laughs> mom. when I told her I was starting this podcast she's like you are like, I don't think you were like into American <laughs> girls as much. Like, I was just like, wait, what? That was my childhood. But I also had two yeah, brothers. I, like, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I think my mom only had one person to focus on. So she has pretty rich memories of me playing with my dolls. The strange yeah. thing is, is that I barely remember playing with my Felicity though. Like I, I understand where mm. she's coming from. Like I read the books, I read the magazine, but like, I wasn't, I don't, I don't know. I feel like this is a good um, segue because I would love to know, definitely, Stafford, how are you sharing the American Girl legacy with your children? Love that phrase that it's a legacy. And it is. Um, all right. So I will admit, I think I jumped the gun a little soon. I saturated the market with my girls. So last year, like, um, well, Frankie got a bitty, Frankie's my soon to be four-year-old. And she got a bitty baby for her second birthday, which I don't regret. Um, we have four bitty babies floating around our house, which like, <laughs> fine. Um, everybody loves a baby doll. And then Stanton, who is my one and a half year old, we call her Sunny. She got a bitty baby last Easter and I knew she was way too young for it, but I was like, what can it hurt? We, we put another doll in the mix and then they can play. And they do, they pick them up, yeah. they play, they have accessories. They love their bitty babies. Frankie really, really loves to play with my dolls. And um, and there are some I'll let her play with. There are some I won't like the restored ones. Absolutely not. Get your grubby hands away from my Samantha doll. <laughs> um, but I will, uh, McKenna is like her favorite. Uh, McKenna is one of the world by us dolls and mm -hmm. she has these beautiful braids and thank God, because they are really durable. It's like Ooh. the most durable hairstyle that 
I think American girl has ever done so that she's not getting like a rat's nest. And yeah. when my, you know, when my three-year-old just like plays with her endlessly. Um, and she, she, so I, I think that's her favorite. Um, but I don't know. She just wants to take all the clothes off and mm-hmm. then have mommy help her put them back on. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want to do that. I don't, <laughs> I don't. Um, but I, I think in the future, like for instance, um, for our Christmas photos this year, I bought them the Janie and Jack collab with American mm-hmm. girl. And then I bought the dolls, yep. the matching dresses and in, yeah. and I, did send you a picture of this my girls with their dolls um and I let Frankie choose which doll she wanted to wear the dress in the picture and she did choose Makena so that's I think because she's like Makena's just so beautiful and she is I mean but um so yeah so that's the long roundabout way to say anything they ask for they shall receive like just say the (laughs) word but this Christmas there's not going to be any AG under the tree just because I want to give it a minute we have god I have like at this point eight nine dolls downstairs, four bitty babies floating around in child world, playroom world. And, (laughs) you know, they have enough. And I don't, like I said, I do believe that dolls are meant to be played with. So I don't want to keep them behind a glass wall, but I do sort of have to monitor how she plays with them. Mm. Um, So all that to be said, yeah, I think, I think when she's a little older and she can really decide which one she wants, that'll be an exciting day when we're like, oh yes. Wait, I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It sounds like they are already getting indoctrinated into the world of AG and and are loving (laughs) Mm -hmm. it so far. But I think it's like, it sounds like it's like, you know, good skills for them to learn to like be gentle with it too, because no, no one unfortunately was emphasizing that with me. So I really, (laughs) I really put my dolls through some trials. Um, But yeah, I think it's, you know, it's so interesting because you can also sort of keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening with the era of AG that we're in now when you have like Mm -hmm. littles that are into it. Instagram's also very good for that. Like I wouldn't know about a single sale if some Instagram account wasn't like, eh, get your 20% off 100 or whatever bullshit sale (laughs) AG tries to lure me in with. And they always do. I'm always like, okay, (laughs) I will save 50 cents. I will spend my money on stuff yeah um (laughs) but but you're right yeah yeah oh my gosh I know I like every time I get an email from American Girl I'm like should this be the time that I start building my collection back up again it's so hard not I can't Honestly. I can't recommend highly enough if there is a doll and like you're in New York so you can go to the store I'm in Cleveland but um <laughs> the Columbus store is an easy pass through south so we stopped there quite a bit and when I saw Yvette in person that was the first doll I got after you know my five originals um yeah. and I cannot recommend if you connect with a doll like buy the doll it is it was wow. so special just like getting a new doll for the first time and I thought it would be weird and I thought like mm. but I really thought she was beautiful like in the same way that I thought Addie was beautiful and I said mm-hmm. okay I'll give myself permission to like like this thing and it really has enriched my experience so yeah that is my recommendation never too I- late to start building I like what you just said about giving yourself permission. Laura and I went to the American Girl store together last year and we went to the cafe and it was definitely like a missed opportunity because we're adults, we have cash to spend, but aside from dolls, like there wasn't a lot of options to purchase something. There wasn't anything except uh, for a mystery kit that really enticed me of a little, Mm -hmm. um, what did I get? Like a teapot or mug? Some like, Oh, I got I, like yeah, a soap stuff. and a shampoo. It was not, someone uh, was like hygiene. I want to do that. Yeah. I was, I was hoping for like a waffle or like a pretzel. And I got like a, a too large mug and teapot set. It wasn't. Yeah. Wanted, you got some but, adult stuff. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Nothing in that mystery pack is good, but okay. Yeah. No, <laughs> definitely <laughs> not. Just give me the but, waffle. Like, Right. But I feel like, you know, there were, there wasn't anything for us to purchase. Laura and I had talked about this on a recent podcast, like that it would have been great to just have some like nostalgia merch item for us Mm -hmm. to, you know, hand over credit cards for, but like, had we got into the situation, like we're getting dolls today, we're going to see who we connect with, what we want. And like, I, I like that. Give yourself permission to just indulge. I think we should do it, Lindsay, for the one year anniversary. I think we should take the plunge. Right? <laughs> Honestly. I'm so thrilled by this idea. I hope <laughs> you can follow through. Yeah. I did buy, and I will say a nice little starter to this. Um, the puzzle is a lot of fun to do. Um, mm. the, so the, the they did like a, 
actually it wasn't on the 35th anniversary it was later but they have a beautiful puzzle of a nicely shot design of the five original girls um kind of in like it's it's a beautiful it's it's an iconic image um and they released it as a puzzle so i did the puzzle and then i put puzzle glue on it and framed it and now it's in the playroom so like it is really a lovely piece of art if you're into that sort of thing and I enjoy the watchful eye of American Girl dolls <laughs> as I yes. sit down there and play with my kids. So that is like the one nostalgic item I've ever found them do. But that's a brilliant idea. Like y'all need yeah. to be appealing to us with money. Mm-hmm. Honestly. And we, we right. talked about this before we started recording, but we were talking about what Mattel will do for the 40th anniversary of American Girl. And Stafford, what is your hopes and dreams for the 40th anniversary? What do you wish they, they come this- out with in a couple of years? This is truly the first time I'm having to deeply contemplate this. Um, But I, I mean, sticking with my niche, I'm going to say, I hope the girl of today makes a comeback. Not that we, you know, we have the truly me. So girl of today has evolved um, many times, but you know, the, the, the girls that look like you, but some of those original accessories and outfits, especially because Y2K is having a moment. Um, yeah. late 90s nostalgia is on fire I think girls today could connect with that stuff and then you know people in their mid-30s the sexiest generation um we could also <laughs> spend that sweet cash on that yeah so I would love to see girl of today um realistically I think it would probably be like they've just done with Molly I think they will probably keep Samantha out for a long time um you know uh, she's a, the greatest hits mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, I really random that they brought back Molly. I still don't understand that decision, but happy, you know, I bought her camp stuff. So yeah, 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 very true. I really hope that they reconsider the idea of giving us more opportunities to purchase the original five, six dolls, because mm. I feel like if they just even said once a year, like you can purchase any of these, like that would be amazing. And it would still create, you know, a lot of demand, but like not be so accessible that it's constantly in there. Um, Because like, Mm -hmm. even like, you know, even though they have Samantha, it's like, she's just not, it's not the same Samantha. No, it's not. We're used to. So that's, that's my hope for the 40th anniversary and beyond is that maybe they like try to incorporate more opportunities with the, original gals because you know I think they're kind of evergreen and I I don't necessarily think that their appeal is lost on today's generation of girls so right I don't and I I think they just need to also know that there is a huge market for people reconnecting and I don't know how to explain that like sociologically like neurologically I don't know what the deal is, but exactly what you said at the beginning of the podcast, um, there is a huge gap in our memory caring about these stalls. It completely drops off. You put them away and then for 20 years, you're like, huh. and then one day you have to reconnect with that part of yourself and voila, you know, then you're recording a podcast right. with some wonderful new friends um, <laughs> all about <laughs> your experiences as a kid. So yeah, AG, if you're listening, please take our money, do something good. Please, we really? invite us to work you... for you. We, <laughs> yeah. we just, I just want to give you my paycheck, please. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and now changing gears a little bit, Stafford, what was the lasting impression that American Girl has left on you? To take it to a more somber note, a centerpiece of my Instagram account, um, as we mentioned, is my experience with the dolls as a child and kind of processing through that. And one of the pieces that was really integral to my American girl years is my, my dad's sickness. So my dad died of in-stage liver disease when I was 12, but he had been sick my entire life, more or less. And the years seven, eight, nine were really, really dicey with him. And I also lived, my parents were divorced. So it was me and him in the house. Um, so dolls were a great escape for me, but in reconnecting with these dolls, I think like some of the stuff I went through with my dad, not just my dad, my stepdad, kind of a lot of things in my childhood left me with this impression that I was kind of intrinsically bad. Um, and I did a lot of work to get over that. When bad things happen to kids, they tend to internalize it, right? And yeah. think that it was their fault or it was, you know, they, they could have done something differently and they are bad. Um, and in reconnecting with those dolls, in addition to the huge amount of work I've done throughout my life, I'm at a very, I can confidently say I'm genuinely overjoyed with how my life turned out um, and yeah. all of the things and people that I have in my life. Um, But reconnecting with my dolls at age 34, like, brought me right back to 
little Stafford, you know, who was six, seven, eight. And, and it is, you know, she was, it, it, it was like having a conversation with her and kind of remembering what the world looked like from those little eyes. And now working with children and having children of my own, it just grows that experience. And I think that has been such an invaluable part of reconnecting with my dolls. And I don't know if that is the same for anybody out there. If you went through tough stuff with your dolls, like uh, come find my account, come chat with me, DM me. That stuff shouldn't be lost. Like I love that the dolls can be therapeutic for generations. And I, and I work with girls now, um, you know, my middle and high school students who I think similarly have found great friendships and um, have been able to process with their dolls too. So it deepens the relationship. I just, I love AG. That is so beautiful. And thank you for like sharing all that. I think that like the inner child's possibilities that are opened up when you allow yourself or give yourself permission to use a phrase we keep returning to, to really delve back into like childhood interests is so special. And mm-hmm. I I love that you've been able to connect to that more through your revisiting of AG. I think that's just really awesome and unique. Definitely. Thank you for sharing that with us, Stafford. That is such an insightful and beautiful perspective that you have on AG and how it's helped you heal from your past, but also how you use American Girl to connect now with your daughters and with your students. Really? Well, shall we get into our activities, Lindsay? Let's do it. All right. So we have a fun little game that we've been playing with our guests lately that we would absolutely love to hear your answers on. And that is, if you were to have a dinner party, which two American Girl characters are you inviting to the dinner? And this could be the historical girls. This could be any like secondary characters. If you want to invite Grand Mary along, absolutely anybody- in the AG okay. universe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Grand I had a Grand Mary and no, she was <laughs> not invited to my dinner party. I loved her, I guess, but yeah. Um, I would, Addie would be my number one. Please come Addie, please RSVP. Yeah. And then I would invite um, girl of today, Ooh. Addie and girl of today, Addie, because who's going to make better conversation who I, yeah. she's so smart. She is so kind she would not be annoying. Molly would be annoying. Felicity uh, <laughs> would be fine. Felicity would be my third choice. Samantha is too rich. Kirsten, I don't connect with. Too blonde. And I, and that's kind of where my understanding of the historical girls ends um, with yeah. those five. Because Josefina came out when I was nine and I was a little too old to get a new historical doll. Um, yeah. You know, so that's my answer. Great I love that. We've never had anyone say girl of today. I love that you said right? that. Yeah. Girl of today. I think that's just my egotism coming out. Like <laughs> I would be at this dinner party right? with myself. But is it girl of today in the year 2023? Or is it your girl mm. of today from the 90s? Girl of today from the 90s, from 1995. Mm-hmm. Um, that's who's coming to the party. Hell yeah. She was extremely cool. Yeah. And, and what is what is she wearing to dinner? <laughs> She's wearing, okay, she's just going to wear her meat outfit. I thought maybe she'll wear her Earth Day outfit, but um, no, the meat is iconic. And I, oh, she would wear the denim meat vest over the um, 10th anniversary t-shirt that I got that says proud to be an American girl. Uh, I had that for my doll. I also had it for oh me somewhere. Oh, I'm so sad, I, sad that I lost it. It was the one piece of, oh, and I had the Letterman oh jacket. Those are the two things I had that would fit me. But I want that shirt so badly. I Ooh, literally, I we were talking about that when we were recording on our last episode. It is so perfect. So great. <laughs> I'm sure you can get a bootleg one, but that also feels really sad. <laughs> We want to make our own AG merch, but we're mm-hmm. towing the line of infringement, but we needed to be out there. We're doing We're doing some research, yeah. we're, we're going to figure out what's okay. possible, but <laughs> I will be, I will be your first customer. Please let me know. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Love it. All right. Well, this is our last little activity. Stafford, what doll would one of your favorite celebrities have? And you gave me a couple names in your survey. And I'm going to go with what doll would Jonathan Taylor Thomas have? (laughs) Stop. Be still my heart. JTT. (laughs) JTT would have, I think he would probably have Kaya. And here's why. Because 
he was always like a more um, sort of academic celebrity. He like dropped off the face of the planet after he peaked with Devin Sawa. By the way, Devin Sawa has a hot and funny and very liberal and wonderful Instagram. You should follow him and then follow me. But this is not about Devin. This is about Jonathan Taylor (laughs) Thomas. So he would have Kaya because he would be interested in like the historical representation. He would be like, yes, it is time to see indigenous Americans in this collection. Um, And it would be kind of a cultural awareness moment for him. I love that answer. That's a great answer. I, I, Mm -hmm. you know, I love seeing Kaya get some love because she was my final historical doll. So I, I think her and JTT would connect really well. So agree. I don't think it's a personality thing, but I do think he would just support her being in the world and be like, yeah. finally, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Ah, love I need it. to, I need him to hear this and answer me. JTT, I have a <laughs> Confirm. <laughs> Confirm or deny. <laughs> Where are Honestly. you? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, Stafford, this has been such a joy, such a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. This is like the culmination of so many things that I love. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to chat about them with you. I had so much fun. So fun. (laughs) And now Stafford, where could everybody find you after this? So my Instagram account is American Girl Therapy. It's all one word. It's spelled in the normal way. Come find me. It's public. It's a must. (laughs) A must follow for sure. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening and we'll see you next week. See you soon. Thank you for listening to American Girl Women. For more AG Women content, follow us on IG at American Girl Women or send us your American Girl stories via AmericanGirlWomen at gmail.com. We might just read them on the pod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.